Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Walk This Way podcast. I'm Corbin, your host, and I invite you to join me on a journey to discover the ins and outs of the Disney Plus platform. Whether you just binge-watched every episode of Gargoyles or are still trying to catch up on Star Wars The Clone Wars, this podcast is for you. So, grab a chair, grab a coffee, and grab a movie. Because today, I'll be chatting with my friend Ryan about the Disney Plus original, Be Our Chef. So June 2020 was a pretty big month for Disney+, Plus, both for better and for worse. In June, I trudged my way through Artemis Fowl, but I was later treated with the great Into the Unknown docuseries about Frozen 2. But one show that has slipped through the cracks of the Disney Plus release schedule is Be Our Chef, which just wrapped up its first season on June 5th. In case you haven't heard of Be Our Chef, it's a cooking show that pits families against one another to create tasty and creative Disney dishes. In order to have a great discussion about season one of Be Our Chef, I've enlisted the help of my longtime friend Ryan as we share our thoughts on Be Our Chef and see what the future may hold for the show on Disney+. Let's jump straight into the conversation. Hi Ryan, and welcome to the Walk This Way podcast. We usually start off with a brief introduction, and I have a few Disney-related questions for you. Hey, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Corbin's friend from high school. Yeah, man. So the fans want to know, if you were stranded on a desert island, which Disney character would you want to be stuck with, and why? If I was stranded on a desert island, I would say Eva from the Pixar movie WALL-E, because she can probably use solar power to get the power herself, and then she can filter out the water, because she should be state-of-the-art enough to do so. And if I actually want to get off the island, I think she would be the best option. If not Genie, because Genie's free now, so uh, I feel like he can at least make it nice for us until, you know, we get help, or we can just get ourselves off. Those are all great choices. For me, it's so hard to pick. I mean, if I wanted to leave, I'd need Moana to help me sail away. If I wanted to stay, though, I'd love to have a conversation with Belle and hang out with her for a little bit. And if we could bring a Marvel superhero, I'm pretty sure that Iron Man, Thor, or Doctor Strange could easily get me off the island. So the next question is, what upcoming Disney Plus original are you most excited about? I think WandaVision is what I'm most excited for, especially since I'm starred for Marvel content. And I think it's going to be really promising, so... Until they come up with a Spider-Man show, I guess WandaVision for now. Oh, for sure. I'm excited for the prospect of The Mandalorian Season 2 in October, but I'm probably more interested in seeing WandaVision whenever we'll get a chance to see it. Over the past few days, I've been watching and re-watching and re-watching the TV spot for the Marvel Disney Plus series that aired during the Super Bowl, and I have enjoyed digging into the sitcom aspect of WandaVision. I'm so excited. So, let's jump right into our thoughts on Be Our Chef. To kick us off, do you have a favorite episode or family from the first season? My favorite episode from the season um, was probably the last episode because they cooked a dish from my favorite Disney movie, Aladdin, uh, which is the baklava. And I'm glad that they won because Aladdin is the best Disney movie. But um, yeah, I think it brought all the, the stakes up at the very end. Uh, that makes a lot more dishes than the one dish they're used to. Uh, also, the families at the end were very, very likable. I'm not saying the other families weren't, but those were um, one of the top families I liked. 
yeah, the final episode, finally, you get the last tier of the reward for the golden, um, the golden spoon, where they get to choose the option. I wish they didn't save it for last. Maybe did it earlier in the season, but I see what they were going for there. Comparatively, uh, those families had the most amount of skill and the, and the most amount of chemistry. My favorite family uh, had to be the Platt family, just because the youngest of the family used cooking to deal with his seizures. I know because they were they were very worried about that, and he, now he has the drive to you know do something when he gets older because he has uh, cooking. Yeah, I think the Platt family had uh, some pretty interesting characters. Uh, the mom was cool. The dad was funny. Um, but definitely that story about the little boy uh, with the seizures had me uh, for that family. Second off to that family is like the Merrill family. I like the two little girls. They were adorable. Uh, dad was nice. Mom was funny for two. But yeah, the uh, Merrill family is a second tier. And then I put the Robbins family in third. But um, yeah, my favorite family is the Platt family. I totally agree. My favorite episode is also the finale. Like you mentioned, I love the way that the episode raised the stakes with more dishes for each family to make, and I loved having the eliminated families come in to taste test the dishes. For me, I have no second thoughts. I loved the Robbins family. I don't want to give away exactly how they did this season, but their daughter Olivia was just so stinking cute. She helped the family mix a few things, but other than that, she was just getting to have fun and color and play around in the kitchen. I listened to an interview, um, actually, from Angela Kinsey on the D23 Inside Disney podcast, which, Disney, if you're listening, I would love to be featured, wink wink, and Angela mentioned that she would just get to hang out with Olivia all the time, and that was a great story to hear. Let's take a look at it from a uh, different perspective. We've both watched plenty of cooking shows in the past, so how does Be Our Chef fit in as a more family-oriented cooking show? The show overall was well executed given the other shows in the field, in the market. The stakes weren't as high as the other shows. Uh, if we compare Great British Bake Off, a show I'm very familiar with because I've seen seasons upon seasons of that. Um, it's very like cutthroat. And uh, I mean, it's very welcoming in the fact that it's like, oh, they all want, they want all the bakers to do well. But if the baker doesn't make the carol right or something like that, it's heavily punished um, because they're given just enough time to make the dish and not much time for mistakes. While uh, in this show, I felt like even if they messed up one part of the dish, they could just really quickly uh, recover. Just only make a one dish and something that they should be familiar with uh, because they're trying to blend their own family recipes to the requested item or to fit the theme the show didn't really feel as high stake just feel like a family show that you could just go just watch it with all your family members and just like feel relate relatable to the contestants since you you know you can do that same thing with your family but um, i think the greatest difference is the uh the host used in vr chef Right. And trust me, we'll be getting to the host in just a second. But I wanted to touch back on the comparison between Be Our Chef and some other cooking shows. I haven't been an avid fan of MasterChef Junior for any length of time, but I had a chance last week to watch some of that show while it was on TV. In MasterChef, the stakes seemed much higher, and the kids were always eager to see their competitors go down. Um, like you mentioned in Be Our Chef, the atmosphere, on the other hand, was much more chill, and there was an emphasis on having fun and cooking as a family. So from a family-oriented perspective, this show is fun for the whole family, but I think that it is definitely more geared toward children. Overall, though, I think that Be Our Chef had a lot of positive aspects going for it. 
Some things that this show did pretty well was, uh, you know, having the Disney chefs. You actually had to see behind the scenes of, like, the top level of pastry chefs and the regular food chefs on the Disney properties. So I thought that was a cool insight and added, like, a cool factor towards the end of the episodes. The Garden Games was pretty enjoyable. You know, it took away, took a break from, you know, just cooking to, you know, a little bit of fun. And then sometimes you saw characters, uh... Definitely saw Angela Kinsley, you know, kind of silly. You know, I like when they had Mickey come in and, you know, play like a, a, another family member. So it wasn't just her by herself. And I also like seeing that they got to meet the characters uh, in the parks. So they had inspiration for the dishes. And uh, so I liked how they incorporated their talks with the Disney characters to get a good handle of what they're going to make as their dish. Overall, I think it should have been very apparent what the exact scoring was. I know it's like, oh, um, each family gets a point if they win. But randomly, the Garden Games seemed like it mattered. Uh, I know there was like a basically a three-way tie at the end. And then it's like, oh, well, this family won the most Garden Games. But I feel like that should have been more apparent if that was a stake in the end. And then also, like, ingredients were a bit too accessible. Uh, if they had limited ingredient, that would just add a little bit of stakes to it. I know they want to make sure the families are the best position in the competition, but um, I think it would add a little bit of a nuance to the second season, at least, um, to have it like a shared pool of ingredients, and then um, so it can bolster creativity and you're working as a family to make a good dish. For sure. I think that the categories of creativity, presentation, and taste that they used were great to differentiate between the dishes, so the technical aspect of the cooking was definitely there. On that same note, the fact that they used real Disney chefs was one of my favorite aspects too, and they made some great critiques and recommendations to help the families throughout the competition. And I enjoyed the game advantages, as you mentioned, but I think that the importance of the garden games wasn't stated very clearly. I wish they had used more of the um, more help advantage from the garden games, as it was cool to kind of see the professional chefs coming in to help the families make their dish on time. But let's hop over to the host of Be Our Chef. What did you think of having Angela Kinsey as the host? Ah, yes. I didn't think she was the best host. She was a bit dry in her humor. Um, I feel like every single time she's trying to be silly, it was out of character for her in a sense. Uh, they were trying to sell the fact that she was on The Office, but even on The Office, she's a little bit more serious and that um, didn't really translate to this show. Whereas if you got just about any other characters for like Stanley from The Office, like Jim, maybe uh, they would be funny additions and great hosts. Uh, maybe someone that's in food would be a better host. Uh, I feel like she had no connection. She had added really nothing other than a sense of, like a dry sense of humor, like try to kid friendly, tone down type situation. But if we had someone that was actually in the culinary or food industry, then I, I think it would have been a little bit more effective for the show. Um, not saying we need another Gordon Ramsay, but um, I know John Favreau, even though he is a director mostly, he uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be very, very helpful if they had someone that's into food, maybe give like subtle tips, you know, and like a like a little bit of background for the dishes, maybe in, in that kind of relationship with the contestants. I totally see where you're coming from. And I agree that Angela Kinsey fits better in her more serious, darker comedy role from The Office. While her humor in this show felt more canned and fake, she did work well with the kids and families. This was most obvious with the Robbins family, as she would pretty much just hang out with the four-year-old Olivia from time to time. 
I think that her hosting style was most obvious in the first episode of the series, as both of the families competing had very young children. Her peppy announcer voice was later balanced when some of the older competitors came in, but the first episode felt very much like a kid's show. For me, if I were to suggest a new host, I would either propose someone who has been a big name in Disney for a while, such as Kristen Bell from Frozen or Mandy Moore from Tangled, or I would either go along the route of the professional chef host with someone well-known like Bobby Flay or Jada from the Food Network. So how do you think they could up the bar for season two? By the way, at the time of this release, season two hasn't been confirmed, but let's just be hopeful for a minute. What would you do to improve the show if it has a second season? Uh, for season two, uh, the Garden Games should be a little bit more influential to the finale from the start. If they're going to use it as a tiebreaker in the end, I'm not sure what the prizes would be. Uh, I know a lot of people are against cruises right now because of COVID. And I think that's going to change once it's lessened, so to speak. Uh, so I think like something still travel base is fine. I mean, as long as the world's okay, they can they can go to their maybe week vacation at like a Disney property in Hawaii. Uh, I think that'd be pre- pretty nice too. I think also they should bring the parks into the competition more. Uh, maybe have the venue change between the episodes. I feel like they just went to the parks and came back to the same studio to do all the cooking and everything. But maybe if they saw some part of the park and record it there instead or um, maybe even have the characters come to the studio where they were cooking at like halftime or something like that for the character to see or um, maybe add that character as one of the final judges with the Disney chef. Uh, I think that's also something that'd be pretty cool to see. But yeah, I think definitely they need to add another host or change the host to make the second season a little bit more effective. For me, I have a few things that they could do to improve Season 2. Some big stuff and a few nitpicky items. I wish we had more views of the countdown, as we never really knew how much time they had left. I think they maybe mentioned the 30-minute mark and the 5-minute mark, but the cooking never felt down to the wire in terms of the 60-minute time limit. Maybe it was, but more shots of the clock would help us to keep track of where the contestants are in making their dishes. Along that note, an ingredients list at the beginning would help me, at least, to remember which dishes each group was making. I think that the cruise prize was great for this season, but a COVID-friendly prize for the whole family may be more difficult. I'm thinking maybe a cash prize and a certain amount towards charity, um, but I don't really know. I think that giving the families a more one-on-one interaction with the chefs at the park would also be a nice touch. Like we talked about, the garden game aspect could have been better explained, and I wonder if they would have put more emphasis on the garden games if one family was eliminated after each round. Um, That technique would definitely raise the stakes for the competition, but it may make it more difficult for families to do well in the competition. And I've got to mention one nitpicky thing. Um, There was a quick change shot that was in almost every episode as they tried to time the beat of the music to the outfit change for the families, and it wasn't my favorite. Just saying. But if you were to provide a score from 1 to 10 um, to rate the entire first season of Be Our Chef, what would you say? Overall, I give this series a 7 out of 10 because it was very family friendly. It was very wholesome, uh, very enjoyable. Tuned in every week. I was like, oh, this is a Friday. Be Your Chef said in the episode. I was looking forward to watching it, even if um, I don't like Angela Kinsley so much. 
But um, yeah, 7 out of 10, because the organizations felt like it could have been a little more influential if they had the chefs come in to see the families more instead of just being the final judge. It's like a, a judge they haven't really met before. So I feel like the relationship wasn't there. Even when the chef gave feedback, it was just like, oh, it's because they're a chef, not because you know them type situation. Just, you know, like, oh, you, you could do this better. And if they built their relationship while they were cooking the dishes. But um, I think it would be pretty interesting if they either had the chefs or the characters come around just, just be there while they're cooking. Uh, so they have a little bit more connection to the Disney themes that are trying to create. That's crazy. I gave this season a 7.0 in my notes, too. I think that this season needed a little bit less kid-only material, but it became more enjoyable by the end as you got to know the families more. I think the actual cooking and judging aspect was great, but like you said, there were a few organizational changes that would need to be made in order to raise my score a little bit. Thanks so much, man, for chatting with me about Be Our Chef. It was great getting to hang out for a little while. Uh, thanks for having me, Corbin. It was really fun coming on and talking about the show. Uh, hopefully, they'll bring me on for another one. But uh, overall, it was pretty fun watching a series and critiquing it. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed getting to hear some of our thoughts on the first season of Be Our Chef. Have you been binge-watching any Disney Plus shows over the summer? Send me an email at the WDWpodcast at gmail.com to tell me your story. To stay updated with all of the great things happening with the Walk This Way podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the WDWpodcast, like our page on iTunes and Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, for even more exclusive interviews, movie reviews, and other Disney content, be sure to follow the Walk This Way blog at walkthisway.home.blog. As always, thanks for joining me on today's episode, and tune in next time for more Disney magic. See ya!